Centuries of freedom have taught us to think in terms of continuous improvement of an always better future. Hi everyone and welcome to the Decrypting Crypto Podcast. I'm Matthew Howes-Barbie and today I'm speaking with one of the co-founders of Steppen. Now, says to be one of my favorite play and earn games right now. If you're familiar with running apps like MapMyRun or Strava, I'm sure many of you probably were as you were trying to get off your ass during the pandemic like me. Well, Steppen is kind of like that, but you earn crypto rewards for your activity on the app. So whether you're going for a walk, a run, a jog, all of this is a very much a, a, like a gamified experience that you can then earn crypto rewards from. I started using the app, bought up a few of the different NFTs from within their ecosystem at the end of last year during their, their early beta. I believe the app is technically still in beta right now, but it's, uh, you know, it's actually been pretty great motivation for me to go out and do more exercise, not just the, the rewards, which have been great, um, but you know, just learning a little bit more about how some of these different play and earn ecosystems work. And yeah, you know, I, I went for a walk, a 30 minute walk with a dog this morning. I earned 125 bucks for doing it. That is pretty incredible, I think. And the, the app itself is beautifully designed. It's like a consumer grade app. You, I, I think one of the criticisms that a lot of Web3 apps, uh, it, well, first of all, is that there isn't enough native iOS, Android apps that integrate into Web3. But when they do, they're often pretty clunky, don't look that great. And, you know, I mean, it feels like a Web3 app. <laughs> this doesn't. This really, really doesn't. And uh, it's integrated wallet. It's on the Solana blockchain, but they are going uh, multi-chain pretty soon. Um, but it's great. It's really easy to use. And non-crypto native people can get a hang of this, uh, which I think is very important for the next few years. So in the interview with Jorn, one of the co-founders, we dig into all the details of how the game works, what the earning potential is, what some of the features he's most excited to launch are. So I think you're going to learn a ton about this. And we'll jump straight into the full interview right after this. If you're struggling to get your head around the complexity of decentralized finance, I have something just for you. Decrypting DeFi is an online course where I walk you through all of the important concepts within DeFi and share step-by-step -step tutorials on how to start generating income from your crypto assets. Whether you're interested in this from an investment point of view or just want to better understand how things like yield farming, liquidity mining, and staking works, the course will have something for you. Head over to mhb.xyz forward slash DeFi to learn more. Jorn, welcome to the Decrypting Crypto Podcast. Wonderful to have you on the show. Um, why, why don't we start this conversation by just explaining to all our listeners what Steppen is at a high level and what sparked the idea to, to create it? Sure. So um, Steppen, in a simple term, it is a move-to-earn uh, mobile app. So we call ourselves the Web3 lifestyle app. 
So user can use the NFT sneakers they can bought in the uh, NFT marketplace from the ad to move, uh, basically including walk, jogging, or running, and earn tokens. And then they can spend this token within the app, access to, for example, uh, different kind of services, and uh, level up their sneakers. And then in the future, we're also going to introduce this social element, and then turn this app into uh, a truly a Web3 lifestyle app. So basically, people will have like a marathon event. That's one thing we're trying to do for uh, music. That's another thing we're trying to do. Interesting. So I've been using the app now for uh, a couple of months. I have to say I love it. It's been really good fun. I'm, uh, I've am i needed motivation, especially over the, the pandemic, to, to get back out and running. It, it feels very similar to apps like... Um, Map my run or Strava, but bringing in this play and earn element to it. Would that be a fair description? Yes. Um, and uh, also, because we are introducing a tokenomic layer, we actually can do much more. And also, we are also more ambitious from the music uh, element. For example, we are trying to introduce a uh, AI music. Basically, it is a self-generated music based on your step. So how fast you move or how slow you move, well, uh, every time you have a, like a, a new lyric, all of, all of your own steps. And uh, so that, that's something that we're trying to do. And also, uh, another thing we're trying to, uh, to do is, as we have the tokenomics, we can also turn ourselves into a, for example, a fair launch platform. So uh, as we are getting more users, um, if other projects want to airdrop token to uh, for marketing purposes, then we can introduce this project to our users. Say, now you can do not only mine GSP or GMT, you actually can mine multiple other tokens just by one trip. Interesting. And they, they would come in the form of rewards that you would get for the activity in Steppen, or that would be just separate? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, you know, you can consider the NFT sneaker like a money machine. And... Uh, like in Bitcoin, like ASIC many missions, right? So you will have, um, for example, you can, mine, you can mine Litecoins, Bitcoins, Dogecoins, for example. So in the future, for what we picture is that, uh, you know, people can choose on what token they mine. Not necessarily the token from our, you know, we created, but you could be airdrop token for other projects. Interesting. Well, why don't we... Uh, before we dive into to, to some of that, why don't, why don't we take a little step back and actually go go into some of the specifics of how the gameplay and in particular the in-game economy works so that our listeners understand a little bit more about when we're talking about the GST and GMT tokens. So what what you mentioned um obviously earning. What what are the what are the ways today that users of the Steppen mobile app, uh, which is on iOS and Android, I believe. Um, it, how, how can they earn today? Okay, so there has to be a ticket they, they have to buy. For example, it is the NFT sneakers. They have to own NFT sneaker in order to move to earn. And they are earning the native token of Steppen, which is a GST. And it really depends on their sneaker types, qualities, and levels, and how many sneakers they have, and gems. So, there are multiple factors, also their speed as well. There are multiple factors uh, influence users' earning capacity. But put simple, say if a, a fresh user bought, uh, bought a, uh, like for example, Walker out of the NFT market, um, roughly the price is now about 10 Solana. So once he got this sneaker, wait for 24 hours for cooldown, and then he can move 10 minutes per day. 
And that roughly is three to five tokens per day. And each token worth around three, three, three dollar forty something. Mm -hmm. So that's how much they can earn. But but because um, we have multiple ways that people also have to uh, spend in the app to maintain the earning. For example, the sneaker actually reduce their durabilities as people walk. So every time they finish walking, they may make three tokens, but they can spend 0.5 tokens on repairs. Mm -hmm. And then they can have like a mystery box dropped, but there's only limited slot and they have to um, uh, boost the mystery box. And then there's extra token spend on there. And then also on leveling. So in the end, people, although they can make, you know, uh, sometimes good returns for people holding like 15 stinkers, but they also spend a lot. And that actually balance off the demand supplies. And, and, and also that makes the GST um, uh, price pretty stable at the moment. Okay, so if, if we just, uh, if I go back through some of that for some of the listeners, so the, the floor price, price right now for a, for a walker, for example, one of the sneakers, around about 10 Solana, if we say it's roughly between 800,000 USD, that would be the initial out, outlay for, for something like that. And then we've got um, somewhere in the region of around 10 GST, maybe in earnings per day for a 10 minute walk. Uh, sorry, $10 in uh, earnings for a, a 10 minute walk, um, which sounds pretty great uh, for, for a single walk. And then there's lots of different ways in which these earnings can increase over time as well. You, you, you mentioned the different types of sneakers. So the, the walkers, the joggers, the runners, and the trainers. What are the main differences between the sneaker types that, and how does that impact the gameplay? Okay, so it's really, we're trying to design something that everybody can use. So meaning that uh, um, not only that people can run, but also people that cannot run, right? So we have the walker, it's designed for people can only walk, and jogger for people jogging slowly, runner. So each are assigned to a particular uh, optimal speed intervals. So they can only move within this interval in order to earn tokens. If they fall below or go above this interval, they will only earn, they will start to earn 50% and then 25%, then almost nothing. So really they have to follow the speed limit almost of the sneakers. And because running take much more effort than walking, so walker will earn the lowest and then go on with the jogger and then the runner earn the most pre energy uh, consumptions. And trainer is something in, in between. So trainer doesn't have a speed limit. So you can jog and then walk for a while and then run for a while with trainer. It doesn't affect your earnings because you, you can move within all speed intervals. And the trainer is also the tricky one because uh, the earning of trainer every time is randomized. So you can earn as low as walker today if you're unlucky. But next day, if you get lucky, you get a higher uh, random number uh, for the earnings. You actually will earn as much as a, um, a runner. But you can just walk, right, for the for, for, for the for the trainer because it doesn't specify of which which speed you have to move. So trainer is sort of the almost like outliner, right? So it's almost like the wild card for people that uh, uh, want to change their speed or um, want to try their lucks. 
Yeah, I, I, I actually own one of the trainers and uh, I, this was actually a missing piece of the puzzle for, for me, actually. I, I wondered why my earnings were like having some variance where one day I was getting actually like a, a real additional upside. So I guess this actually makes a lot of sense to me now, um, which is really interesting. And it, it makes sense why it seems on the secondary market, the trainer is being valued as the highest because you have just so much flexibility of whether you want to go for a run one day or you want to do a walk the other or just a jog, whatever, whatever you want to be, which is which is really interesting. Um, so then alongside the different types of sneakers, you have sneaker quality as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I think right now there's, uh, well, I think in total, is there five different types of quality of sneakers and yep. um maybe you can just talk a little bit about how that plays a role sure so um we have five qualities from the common and uncommon rare epic and legendary so we only have three open for now we have the common uncommon and rare which is open in trading at the moment and uh, uh, uh for unlock the epic and legendary is not available at the moment and uh, so how it works is each sneaker will have a base attribute and uh, the base attribute for the uh, common sneaker could vary from one to 10 and for uncommon could vary, I forgot the exact number, but for example, from five to 18. So the higher the quality, you have a higher possibility of the base attribute, but that doesn't, that doesn't guarantee you have a higher base uh, attribute because for example, you can see uh, you can have a really high attribute out of the uh, common one, for example, nine out of 10. You also can have a very low uh, quality, uh, sorry, attribute for the uncommon one. So it really depends on your luck. So the attribute will be decided once you open the sneaker box. So all sneakers come from the shoe boxes. It's almost like a mystery box, right? Try your luck, right? So, um, and uh, another difference is when you level up, Right, you level up from the common from level one to level two. You get four points you can assign to each attribute. Depends on how you want to use the sneaker. And you so and you have, have to spend people... you have to spend GST tokens to level up. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. You have to burn it. Yes. Yep. Um, but for uncommon, it got six points. So for each level, uncommon have two extra points than the common. So meaning that you start from a higher attribute point, and for each level up, you will earn two more extra points. And then it's eight point for the rare one. So so and so on and so forth for the so the higher the level, uh, the higher the quality, the higher level, your attribute will increase exponentially compared to the um, so the baseline one, for example, the, uh, the 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 common sneakers. So it seems like the the sneaker. So we've got the sneaker types, which are ultimately uh, determining the speed at which you can and the pace at which you can do activity to earn and then we have the uh the sneaker quality which the higher the quality the higher the starting attributes of the sneaker and on top of that the more uh additional points you get to add to those attributes each time that you level up um and let, let's talk a little bit about the attributes as well because i think this is another piece that's uh, is is the missing piece in in all of this discussion? So there's there's four different types of attributes that each sneaker has, right? And I think there's efficiency, luck, comfort, and dura uh, resilience. 
can you yes. can you talk a little bit about those four and how they play a role in the game and in earnings? Sure. So we trying to assign a particular uh, a, a, a sort of role for each attribute. For example, the efficiency will uh, determine how efficient you earn GST only. So so if you have high efficiency, you will earn more GSTs uh, per your step. So you can see that from the end result page. You can see how much uh, GST you earn per minute. And with the luck, it is de uh, so luck decides how uh, what is the possibility of you to receive a mystery box. And mystery box contain uh, gems, which is another form of NFTs. The gem can be inserted to sneaker to increase the attribute. And uh, also luck determines how good the quality of the uh, the mystery box because mystery box also come with five qualities, same as the sneakers. Mm. So the higher uh, quality box containing more gems, uh, higher quality gems. And the comfort, it is not open yet. The comfort decide how much GMT you earned, which is a governance token uh, of the uh, of the app. So you can so, you can earn both the, I guess just like the reward token as well as earning governance tokens on top of this? Because you don't see that very often we, in Play and Earn, right? Yeah, uh, actually we changed the rules. So originally we decided to say you can earn both at the same time, but uh, now we changed the rules so you can only earn one at a time. Right. And then they become a very good uh, sort of a prisoner dilemma situation where although you are earning the GMT, but you have to pay GSC to repair. Right, so I have to pay GST to open the mystery boxes. So the GST is still the baseline um, uh, currency, and uh, even you are earning GMT, either you have to sell GMT for some GST in order to repair, or have to buy GST off the secondary market. So that become so that become a so the the, the market will decide. Let's say if the GMT price goes up, people are all changing their sneaker to mine GMTs, and then. There will be a lot of GMT, not enough GST. People need the GST to repair, to open up, to mint. And then they have to buy it off the secondary market. So GST price goes up. And then people say, oh, GST price goes up. And then going to go back and mine GSTs. So there's always the, so the enable to make uh, earn one token at a time will make the whole ecosystem much healthier because uh, you know they will always constantly uh, rebalance uh, between the equilibrium of uh, the, the speculative prices of the GSC and GMT. Right. And the comfort attribute that influences some of this, is that is the best way to think of that almost like the efficiency score, but just for earning GMT versus GST? Is that is that the right way to think about that one? Yeah, that's correct. And we actually are going to assign a, a more uh, functionalities to each attribute uh, down the track. Once we have more functions and features in the app, so each attribute will have a secondary, uh, for example, uh, purpose. Okay. So then the final attribute that we talked about is uh, resilience. And you mentioned a few times through this about the sneaker repairs, which plays quite an important role, right, in both the, the tokenomics of burning of GST, but also just the gameplay. So why don't we, why don't we talk a little bit about that one? Sure. So the uh, resilience, uh, the higher the resilience, the lower the repair cost you uh, will be uh, to repair your sneakers. Because uh, it doesn't matter you earn 100 token today, if your repair cost is like 50 tokens, then you're not earning much versus, for example, you only make, uh, let's say, 70 tokens, but repair cost is 10 tokens. So And, and why would someone cost, need to repair yeah. 
the the sneaker. Oh yes. So if you if your durability dropped, so the durability dropped as you move, right? If the durability dropped, say by fifty percent or twenty five percent, then you actually are reducing your efficiency by ten percent and ninety percent. So meaning that if you don't repair a sneaker below twenty percent. You are you are not earning much. You are you actually not earning anything. Almost you earn you only earn ten percent of what you were supposed to earn. So you really have to repair. So the fifty percent is sort of a warning. Say okay, you've dropped below fifty percent. Uh, you are now reduced uh, by ten percent of your overall earnings. It's not too bad. Uh, you still got time to repair it. But if you drop it down below uh, say twenty, and then that's that's where you almost uh, well you'll be in a very bad position because. Uh, you know, all your earning might not be able to um, repair it up to fifty percent. Okay, and and or every struggle there for quite a while. Yeah. So so there's the there's a durability score across each of the yes. sneakers, right? And, and every time I go for a walk or a run or a jog, whatever whatever I decide to do, my durability score, which I believe is out of a hundred, right, it it, it decreases. Yep each time yeah um and then when i reach these milestones so you said 50 percent uh so when i get to 50 percent of my durability score i'm earning only 90 percent of the the gst i would have earned and then when i get all the way down to was it 20 percent sorry or 10 percent 20 percent yes. yeah 20 percent i'm only earning 10 percent. so it makes sense that i keep topping topping this up and spending in repairs how how, how much typically of a user's earnings would they spend on repairs is there like an average or a general guideline that of, of, of what they would typically um spend actually i um it's, it really depends on how much do it so there are many people doing like a statistics <laughs> yeah. on the discord so uh, i think i think there's two uh two threshold one is on the 20 and one on 35 40 right so uh so the sort of the fundamental way to add point is that uh, you want to keep your durability above 20. Otherwise, uh, you actually are paying more uh, to repair. Uh, you actually are paying, uh, you're better off adding more point there because uh, that's when people calculate online, you know, they do all the data point and they say, okay, 20 is the sort of acceptable range for a common sneaker. Obviously, you have more point to add on the uncommon. And you, you have higher uh, stats, base stats on the uncommon. So for the uncommon, you want to sit around 35. So I have a sneaker sitting around 40 and I barely pay much on repairs. Yeah, I think because I, I, yeah. I think I repaired one of my sneakers this morning and it was like 0.8 or something like that GST or 0.5 GST per point that I was increasing. So it, it, it didn't end up being a huge amount, especially to just bring it up over either like the 50% barrier or a little bit more. Um, but it sounds like that's a really important role that this plays in ensuring that inflation of the GST token is kind of curved a little bit and users are burning yeah. more and more tokens, right? Yeah. And uh, we actually are assigned... So I was mentioned about we're going to add in maybe more um, use functions for each attribute on the track. And we actually assigned the durability uh, for the uh, marathon mode. So marathon mode, well, basically, um, so you have to have higher durabilities because uh, you cannot switch sneakers now. So ah, okay. uh, in marathon mode, you have to go a long distance. And if your durability drop too fast, um, you actually will not earn much, right? Because uh, we, we might tweak, say, normally you, you have one durability drop, per, say, for example, 10, 10 meters. 
maybe in marathon you have one durability drop per one meter, meaning that you have to have higher durability oh, okay. in order to, you know, actually go through that whole um, uh, marathon uh, uh, distance. So that's something we are, we have in design, so we haven't finalized them. But uh, that's just one example of uh, we assigning an extra uh, use for the uh, attribute. And do you imagine so that different end, people yeah. will have uh, like a range of different sneakers that they use for different yes. use cases? Like maybe you have your marathon sneakers that you use that have a really high resilience score, whereas you may have just your everyday walkers, things like that. Definitely. So that that's the thing we want to create. We don't want to have a cookie cutter spec that people say, okay, this is the best way to edit the point, and then that's it. There's no fun in that. I think we want more strategizing uh, things. For example, there are there are many many ways we can do it, right? We can do say in particular cases, we can say, all right, uh, in this in this because we do like a double energy, double earnings. You, you know, you you know that before, right? So we always do like in app activities. So in, in we can for example do um, a treasure hunt, right? And uh, then all of a sudden the luck become very important. And then next, uh, next one we can do some sort of uh, 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 sort of uh, uh, marathon, sort of mini marathon, and then durability become important. So, or we can even say, all right, in this activity, your durability and comfort are reversed. So you have a high comfort sneaker, then now have a high durability sneaker, uh, high resistance sneakers, right? So there are many, many ways we can play around with different attributes so that people wanted to participate, people wanted to, for example, uh, to, 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 to optimize their returns or opportunities, then they're going to have that sneaker ready, right? So let's say I have to have a, a high luck sneaker just standing by just in case that, you know, uh, I, I need to somehow there was a, um, uh, extra things drop from the mystery box. Huh. Interesting. Or in in the week of uh, double earnings, that's when I need the high uh, efficiency sneakers, because a double that, either it's double earning or double energies, uh, you actually earn more GST. So we want to capture that opportunity. So we want to um, create uh, a vibrant playstyle, situational playstyle that um, people will find interesting to engage. Um, I think I think that's 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 what we want to do, right? So yeah. Yeah, the thing I've definitely noticed from playing with the app for uh, the past uh, couple of months is that there is a huge amount of strategy involved in it. I found myself doing this a lot. I think one one of the things I found really interesting is, and we haven't actually talked about this piece just yet, is the role of energy and how mm -hmm. that plays into. Um, I guess, motivating people to get more sneakers, but also really increasing your earnings. When when I first started using Stepper and I had one of the sneakers and that gave me two energy um, points, which I think meant I could run for or, or walk for 10 minutes. And I think I was earning something like 20 bucks per 10 minute walk, which was great. You know, I did a, I think I have like six energy now. I did a walk this morning for but 30 minutes and I earned 120 bucks worth of GST, which is incredible in, in my opinion. So can you just talk to me a little bit about energy and how energy is increasing, how you increase energy and how it plays a role in general? Okay, so this is going to be another long topic. So <laughs> energy, uh, each energy equals five minutes of uh, walking or running time. And user can only have one way to increase energies is through acquiring more sneakers. 
So, but the sneaker not so it's not like you have one sneaker, one extra energy. It doesn't work that work that way. You have to have like uh, so for, you have uh, four energies once you have three sneakers. You have nine energies when you have nine sneakers. You have twelve energies when you have fifteen sneakers, and twenty energy when you have thirty sneakers. So you can see there's a diminishing returns on the energy, and uh, so that's one way we do it. And the second way is uh, when you're having a high quality sneakers. Let's say a, 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 a uncommon or rare one. Uh, you actually have a extra energy point. For example, uh, if you have uh, three pair of sneakers, but one of them is a uncommon one, that means you will have your four points of energy, and then plus one extra for for the for the reason that it is a uncommon one. Mm. If you have the rare one, you're adding two, which makes you a six energy point. So. Either you will buy a, a high-quality sneaker uh, on top of all this energy threshold, you can actually have a bit extra on the energy side. Yeah, that's felt like and, that's uh, been yeah. one of the the things I've been focused on quite a bit, especially when I got past having I think like the third sneaker that bumped me up is getting a couple of uncommons that then would give me an additional energy point each time, which ended up working out really really well. Yeah, so I think that's also so people are strategizing around energy all the time. So sometimes they even exploit the system, um, but then we close it. Um, <laughs> we close the loophole, you know. Uh, I think I think uh, one way, right? The most simple way, right, for people to exploit the system will be uh, you because the uh, the energy is a diminishing return, right? So the natural way for users say, okay, let me just put three stinkers at uh, three phones, right? And mm. then instead of having uh, 12 energy, I have uh, uh, more energies, right? So mm -hmm. uh, um, so it's four, right? So it's, uh, yeah, so, uh, but what we're trying to do is, you know, we have the Trial Blazer event recently, and uh, the Trial Blazer actually reward people if they put all their sneakers into one account of how much energy they have spent. So when people are trying to game the system, they are actually missing out the big airdrops. Yeah. And, and uh, there are people that, you know, if you have a lot of sneakers and you keep uh, moving, um, people roughly getting around uh, 20,000 to some of you see like 60,000 uh, uh, GMT airdrops to them. And that's like, uh, what? Uh, $2,400 yeah, at the current market price. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if you are splitting your 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 sneaker into a three account, you're actually getting peanuts. You're not getting much because uh, the more energy you consume, the higher the more ticket you have. So I think this is the way that we're trying to discourage people to game the system because uh, you know we design system. <laughs> we we know that people are trying to uh, game it in one way or another, but in the end, they better off just having all the sneakers in the bank account. And then we'll do air jobs and we'll do all the activities and they can enjoy it actually getting more. I think that, you know, the whole purpose of the app is getting people more active mm. um, uh, outdoors and, you know, do more exercise and, and not to exploit the system. You know, although, you know, we can't stop pe preventing people to do that, but we can um, uh, run these activities uh, to discourage people to do it. Well, I think just the the sheer amount of strategizing that I've seen from in the Discord, people pulling data together, it, it's very interesting that, you know, it's not just a 
simple kind of walking or running app where you get rewards, there, there is a huge amount of strategy that can go into it to maximizing uh, on a lot of different vectors, which which is what kind of caught my attention <clears throat> is, is very interesting. We're, we're kind of coming close to time. There's one last thing I wanted to touch on, and that is the sneaker rental system. So in many player nan ecosystems, um, there is the ability to rent or delegate out uh, the the NFTs, the in-game assets, in this case, sneakers, to other players. And I know that this is saying that it's coming soon in the app. It's not available right now. What, what can you share about, uh, even if you figured some of this stuff out yet, like how this will work? Is there any details on you know, how people will find players or what the revenue share split, things like that will be like that you're able to share? Yeah, so if you watch the Binance research uh, page carefully, you can actually see the rental was made available. So we actually designed the whole rental system, everything's done, but then we uh, we were not happy the way we designed it. So uh, we delete everything, we're gonna start from zero and, and you know rebuild the whole rental system again. So um, originally it was a very simple say, okay, you rent sneakers out of a credit system where you know renter and the sneaker owner are gonna split the returns. But uh, we then realizing uh, you know that will just encourage people to uh, dump the token to the market, right? That doesn't really create any values uh, for us. So we are now looking back and uh, re- uh, to address that issue. So with the new rental system, we want to foster more on community building uh, to on the say renter educations because uh, then I got advice to say okay you can just make this like an imaginary token you know people can now sell and then you can then retain this token in the ecosystem then our opinion is that people should have the choice to between selling or not selling right so we should give them that opportunity or the freedom to make that choice but we can say all right you can choose to sell and to access a short-term gain, or you can do something else, which uh, we are designing at the moment, uh, to 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 provide both value to the renter and also value to the whole ecosystem. So that is really difficult because uh, we what we see from the current uh, sort of a rental system on the market is pretty simple. You rent, you uh, you play, and you play like a work, and then you get paid in token, which you're gonna convert into stablecoin. So that doesn't really make much sense, right? You're just encouraging people to sell your tokens and extracting value out of your ecosystem. So we are actually very careful now in design the rental system so that uh, it will create a win-win situation for both the renter who cannot afford or just want to try it before they buy and also to the entire ecosystem we built on the step end. Okay, great. And la- last thing before we wrap up, are there any features that outside of what we've mentioned that you're really excited about launching over the next kind of three, six, nine months time? Um, so we are sticking with our roadmap. So uh, we actually haven't missed any milestone we wanted to hit. So uh, um, in the future, next three to six months, we are actually uh, building a, a multi-chain uh, a wallet and doing a whole range of what it update, uh, uh, upgrade, sorry. Um, so that's the thing we mainly gonna be focusing on for the next three to six months. And then uh, we will go back and design the achievement system, uh, quiz system, and then the rental system. Great, well, I'm personally really excited to see a lot of these 
features drop. I'm I'm loving the app so far, and yeah, I'll I'll be sure to share out the the links to the Steppen website and the uh, the Discord and Twitter in the in the show notes today. But Jon, thank you so much for for coming onto the show and sharing more information about uh, what you what you're all building over at Steppen. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and want to show your appreciation, why not subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcasting platform and leave us a positive review. You want to catch up on all of the previous episodes? Why not visit decryptingcrypto.xyz, follow us on Twitter at decryptopodcast, and if you'd like to be a guest on the show or just want to leave us some personal feedback, email us at podcast at decryptingcrypto.xyz. The contents of the Decrypting Crypto podcast should not be used and are not intended as investment advice. Please do your own due diligence before making any investment, cryptocurrency or otherwise.